We're continuing Sefer Shemuel Aleph. We're in the ninth chapter. In this chapter, we have the find, the meeting of Shaul and Shemuel. The people turn to Shemuel and say, "Your sons did not go in your way. We want a king." And then Shemuel first he criticizes them. He rebukes them for desiring a king. But then Hashem says, "No, no, no. It's okay. You can give them a king." They're not rejecting you, they're rejecting me. They're rejecting Hashem. But they do, they do and eventually uh, um, have their, their request answered, so they, they are going to get a king. Shaul is looking for his father's donkeys. He is roaming around looking for them, and then his servant tells him, there is a Navi in this city that we can go and talk to, and he may be able to tell us the whereabouts of our donkeys. So then they go in, and then they ask a bunch of ladies where they could find this Navi, and they say, oh, the Navi is, is approaching, he's going to go, they're about to do a big feast with the Korban. And then, Shaul is approaching and he sees Shemuel. But then we are told that Shemuel was already told that Shaul is going to be the king. Okay, so Shemuel goes into this conversation knowing that he's going to make Shaul a king. And Shaul has is completely blindsided. So, uh, so then he says. So Shaul says, "Where is the house of the Roe? Where is the house of the seer?" And then Shemuel answers him, "I am the seer." And then, don't worry about the donkeys that were lost to your father, for you have everything of Israel. And Shaul is thinking. Now it's the last verse we did. You, Shaul, have everything in Israel. Now Shaul is thinking, "I'm a poor guy." My family is from Binyamin. Binyamin was the lowest of the tribes at this point because of the Pelegesh Begivah story in which they were all killed. So why would he say that everything, all the wealth belongs to me? So Pasuk 21 is where we begin today. Bayan, Shaul, Bayomer. Hello, Israel. So Shaul says, Behold, I am a Yemini. I'm a Benjaminite. I'm from the smallest of the tribes of Israel. And my family is the smallest of all the, tri- of all the families of the tribe of Binyamin. This is humility. I'm part of Shaul. That it seems like, again, I, I said before that I think Shaul was a little bit more well off. He has servants. They have, they have cattle. His father tells him to go. He goes with a servant. Yet, Shaul is focusing on the, on the smallness of his family, which he must have been a smaller family within Binyamin. And Binyamin, was, of course, was the smallest of the tribes. So Shaul doesn't think much of himself. So he's saying, if I'm so low, Shemuel, why are you speaking to me like this? So Shemuel takes Shaul and his servant. He brings them into a room. And he gives them a place at the table in front of all of the guests. And there were about 30 men at this meal. Shemuel Shemuel says to the, to, the, to the chef, we'll call him, to the chef, to the, to the butcher, whoever was involved in preparing the meal. He said, give me the piece that I told you about, the one that I told you to keep in store for me. Okay, so apparently Shemuel, after having been told by Hashem that he's going to meet Shaul, Shemuel went ahead and prepared and told the butcher or the person preparing the meal 
to save a good portion for the very, very illustrious guests that they were to have, namely Shaul. So he goes and tells him, save, give me that piece now, I'm ready. So the tabakh guy, the chef, takes the thigh, and what was attached to the thigh? Apparently a very good piece of meat. And he puts it before Shaul. Here is what's remaining. Eat this. Uh, uh, put this before you and eat it. Karati, for it was saved for you. Whenever I would tell the people to gather, and Shaul ate with Shemuel on that day. Okay, so he said this piece of meat. Uh, take it and eat it, for this is the meat that I designated for you. Then they leave this meal. So okay, so first of all, what was this meal? What was this? What's going? On? Why is Shaul and why is Shaul invited to a meal? Why is Shemuel having him over for a meal? This seems to be like a, a celebration, a celebratory meal, right? Mm-hmm. A festive thing. Now, Shaul still is not officially inaugurated. Okay, we're going to see he's going to be inaugurated in a couple more chapters in public through a lottery system. So everything Shemuel does, Lotteries. yeah, in the in the acknowledgement of Shaul as king, is going to be done a little bit discreetly. Right? So the way I see it, and maybe I'm wrong, but the way I see it is that this meal is like the, you know, it's for those like the trusted advisors or something. Either it could have been a meal for the poor, I don't know what it was, or it was like a meal for like the higher people that were involved in the political situation of Israel. And, you know, whenever they do like fundraisers in, po- in politics where they invite like 10 very important people and they, they bring them for the fundraiser, but like nobody really knows what happens behind closed doors. So nobody, it's not like a public event yet that Shaul is becoming king. And he only shows that he is special by hint. By here, take this piece of meat. And he doesn't anoint him yet as king. Okay? Now, they're finished with their meal and he brings him up to the roof. And they get up uh, and they talk on the roof. Now, it doesn't tell us what they said on the roof. Okay? They go up to the roof after having the meal and they talk. Now, what did they say? text doesn't tell us. But Chachamim say that either he was preparing him for the kingship or he was giving him some musar to make sure he's going to keep the Torah when he is king, things like that. It's also preparing him. Yeah, I guess so. So, and then they get up and it was whenever the sun came up. So, um, so he calls him up. Shemuel calls Shaul to the, to the roof again. Saying, come, let me send you. And then they go and they go outside. Okay, so Shaul and Shemuel and I are outside. They are at the edge of the city, about to leave. And then Shemuel says to Shaul, tell your servant that he should go before us. And he went. But he said, you stay here right now and I'll tell you the word of God, okay? So it's, it's a very strange process, but Shemuel is kind of breaking it, breaking to Shaul slowly, slowly. He's not telling Shaul immediately. First, the first hint he gave Shaul was, everything in Israel belongs to you. Now, that's not an explicit announcement that he's king, but, but it does mean something like... It, it, does, it is a hint It's the start of the process Then he brings him To the special meal And he gives him A special piece of meat Again Doesn't necessarily mean He's king But 
it's, it could be uh, a hint for Shaul. And then he goes and he takes him on top of the roof and they talk about something. It seems like they're talking about Musar and rebuke. And by the way, if you're going to be a leader, you need to think. Now Shaul's like, okay, I don't know why you're saying these things to me, but uh, okay, I guess he sees something in me that he wants to prepare me like this. And, and then he tells him to send the messenger away. And now they are alone. And you're going to see in chapter 10, he's going to officially pour oil on his head and inaugurate him. Now he's not going to do it in public yet, but he's going to do it in private. And it seems like Shemuel has a recognition in Shaul that Shaul is a little bit too humble to accept the kingship right off the bat. Shaul needs to be slowly, slowly moved in that direction. So he's hinting at him and then dropping a heavier hint and a heavier hint mm-hmm. until he gets to the point where he anoints him. And even when he anoints him in the next chapter, he doesn't do it publicly until later on in, in the book of Shemuel when he does it publicly through lottery system in front of Israel. And, and then we'll see when he does it then, Shaul will be trying to get out of it. He's going to be hiding. So Shemuel recognizes something in the character of Shaul that he's doing it so slowly. One more thing to, to, to notice about the character of Shaul is that he seems to take instruction from other people. When did we see this? When did we see this character trait that Shaul is taking advice from other people and he's not relying on his own... His advisor. His advisor, his, his servant. He said, no, I don't have any money, I don't know. The servant says, no, 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 we have a guy, we can go talk to this guy. Is that a good thing or bad? No, I don't have any money. Okay, I, ha- I have money. So it's one of the, what we're going to see, this is what I read in Rabbi Maruf's summaries actually, in his commentary on uh, the book of Shemuel. But it's, what's interesting is that we see this little seed of humility in Shaul that's false humility, that's humility that's not appropriate for kingship. It's humility that's more lack of confidence than actual humility. Is this Shaul is I'm not something for anyone, not just the king. No, yeah, I, I, it seems. Husband also and then, be like this. right, and then what happens with Shaul later on is that whenever he doesn't do away with the with Amalek and the, and the king Agag, and then Shemuel asks him why, he, what happened, and then he says because the people, he's going to blame it on the people. I forgot the exact words. He's going to blame it on the people, which is going to be his biggest problem. Why are you not taking responsibility? Why are you listening to people when you are the king? So what Rai Maruf was, was showing is that you already see this thing in his character a little bit, to a small extent. Okay? So that is ch- end of chapter 9. Tomorrow, Bezor Hashem, we begin the beginning of chapter 10. Baruch Adonai Amen Amen.